I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi! Hello! How are you? I'm good. We back. We back. We are back. Did you miss us? Hopefully. Hopefully. No, they hate us. They hate us. They're like, they're like, we we love that you were gone so that we didn't feel obligated to listen to you. Essentially. <laughs> I'm Kate. I'm Chantel. And we are the Book, Book Club, Club Babes. Babes. Hell yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so like, tell me, I don't even know what you're reading right now or like what you're doing with your book life. What am I doing with my book life? Okay, I finished Five Little Indians by Michelle Good. Which How many stars? Five stars. Five yeah, stars? Five stars. It was really good. It was a really okay. good book. They're is a lot of sad and triggering subject matter so I would mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. look into that before you um, read and take a bit of care while you're reading that book um, mm-hmm. but it is even though it is fiction or it's sorry based on it, it is, events. Yeah. yeah it's based on non-fiction events and 
I think I described it before as heartbreakingly beautiful. Yeah. The story just, it just deals with how other people or how five people who had the same sort of scenario happen to them. Right. Turn out so differently um, exactly. from one another. And yeah. process yeah. trauma and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I finished that and that was really good. Do recommend though, if you're reading it, make sure you maybe look into some things first. And now I'm back to Sting, which now I'm- Oh, you're back my- to it. Yeah. And I'm- Get reading this it back. Back, up. back again. <laughs> um, Sting. So now I'm reading through it quite quickly because- Oh, good. Yeah. I think I just, that's what I wanted to read first. I should have just done that. Whatever. It's okay. The book's okay. Huh. It's kind of predictable. Well- now you know. Yeah. Now you know. Now Just you know. let yourself do what you, what you want to do, not what your physical book versus ebook wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> not what the pattern wants, what Chantel wants. I've got to break the cycle. Break the cycle. What about you? What are you What are you doing in book? Well, I finished Yoke finally. Yeah. It was good. It was a good read. Um, the ending was a little like you're just like what? That's the end. Like it felt what? But it was good. And now I'm reading, I'm reading The Forest City Killer, which is about the um, serial killer and the cold case that they think was happening in London, Ontario, which is really cool to like know where they're talking about Mm -hmm. and stuff. And honestly, like I was, I've been excited to read this book, especially like when we had talked about maybe reading it for the podcast, I was excited and it's it honestly is very niche so it's probably better that we didn't decide to do it because like I don't think everybody would enjoy it but the author is a beautiful writer and she writes it in a really um just like a really easy to consume way where a lot of true crime isn't kind of like Michelle McNamara Mm -hmm. where like her writing style is really like almost like conversational and you're reading it and you could be reading a story like you know you're not but it's just it's written in a way that it makes it really really easy to read which I like because you don't get that always in true crime books and does this person like have a um direct relation to the case no so her name it's by Vanessa Brown right she is I think she was born and raised in London if not she's definitely like huge in the London Ontario um like history right okay so okay. she wrote a book on a building um which she discusses but I don't I didn't care to, to put that yeah. in my brain to put yeah. a little yeah. pin in that on my brain so she wrote a book about like this building and then um I guess she met a lot of historians and that sort of stuff that way and then she read about like this one girl that it starts with and then it kind of just goes from there and she's trying to talk to she's talking to the son of the main detective because the main detective has since died and she's she's meeting with some of the family members and um yeah she owns the 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 author Vanessa she owns a used bookstore in London apparently so she's like she seems super cool (laughs) cool yeah pretty cool yeah Um, yeah so like smart and so it's cool. just kind of just like her hometown murder that she's yeah. probably are always been like interested in. Treating well, that was the thing that she said though, was that she, she hadn't heard about it until she 
until she started researching that building and then it came up in one of her conversations somehow and she was like that's why she wrote this book because she was like how how is nobody talking about this like interesting how does this happen in London Ontario and like yeah. nobody's talking about it because it happened in the 60s I think yes yeah it was so, an older case mm-hmm. it's just that's and it's crazy the girl just the girl just like disappeared and then showed up dead and it seems like it could be super solvable but I mean obviously it's not because it's got I mean bleh, whatever I'm not gonna get into it I haven't yeah. finished the book yet <laughs> yeah but then I'm also reading a cute little book called The Comfort Book by Matt I want to say it's Hag, mm-hmm. H-A-I-G, Hag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the cutest little book. They're, it's a bunch of little tiny stories. Like it's honestly as if he had like a journal and then he published it about nice. like having hope and yeah, just cute little stuff like that. So yeah, that could be nice cute. to read along with your little um, true crime murder book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I've just been like picking it up when I like sit on the couch and just like. Cause I can just read like in 30 seconds, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, cool. That that's feels, cute. Oh, that's Ooh, nice. That. Yeah. Warm, yeah, fuzzy yeah, yeah. feelings. Yeah. So that's all I'm, that's all that I've got on the docket. All right. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We're getting into the first part of Ace of Spades by Fredria MBK Iamade. Perfect. Yes. And what are your thoughts so far? Um, I'm enjoying the book. Um, We were kind of chatting back and forth a little bit about it um, briefly. I can see you were um, comparing it to Gossip Girl. I mean, I mean, they even bring up Blair Waldorf. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And um, yes, I'm getting Gossip Girl vibes for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm interested in then like further as further. I have no words today. Nice. Nice. I don't think I've talked to anybody today. Well, you have lots of words. They're just not coming out in order. No. Um, (laughs) Sorry. So as we got further along in part one, I got even more intrigued like the more scandalous as things came together and then once the two main characters kind of paths finally crossed yeah um I was interested Uh, I think I think I think based on like Angeline's recommendation I had really hyped it up in my head 
And I loved Firekeeper's Daughter. I found it so original and the drama was very dramatic and super exciting. And like, I could just eat it up. I didn't want to put it down. This felt predictable with the Gossip Girl vibe. Like it just, because it's so Gossip Girl, like they're not playing around. They know it is. And it's just like, I don't know, something about it seems, I'm hoping that maybe in part two, because yeah. it like in Gossip Girl, isn't there even a part where Serena they think Serena killed somebody? Like when she was doing drugs and then they try to cover it up. Like it's all very oh yeah. Similar. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm ruined because I'm like, I really love Gossip Girl. Like I still oh, will watch yeah. that TV show to this yeah. day. I will put it on. Yeah. So maybe it's just I'm like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Part two is next. Exactly. All right, let's do Um, it. We uh, meet Devin, one Mm -hmm. of the two main characters, I'm assuming, well, in part one, which I'm assuming will probably carry out through the rest of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's their first day back to school at Nevius Academy, which is a private school. Mm -hmm. Yep. It sounds very swanky. Yes, very. And also super white. (laughs) Yes. Which is yeah. why Devin kind of stands out. Yeah. Because he's, in the book, he's, quote, dark-skinned. Yes. And he's also, quote, a scholarship kid, mm-hmm. which means he doesn't come from money. He's been given a scholarship because he's actually smart and deserving of going to this high-profile school. Yes. He seems to, like, well, he does keep to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really only has one friend named Jack. He is there based on by the sounds of it his piano playing skills yes his music ability yeah he's planning on applying to juilliard juilliard so he must be quite good and his music teacher also um seems to think highly of him as well so we kind of set the scene that nevius is just like an endless cycle of gossip money lies um very white like you had said we are on the first day of school and there's also kind of some controversy right off the bat and that there's a new headmaster named mr ward the old headmaster collins had resigned over the summer but nobody really heard about it right well Uh, at least chiamaka didn't know mm mm-hmm and the new headmaster kind of reminds me of Snape. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you got that yeah. vibe too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to circle back to him at the end because I was I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts too at the end of this. Cool, cool. Okay, so then they do, um, they kind of move on with their little assembly, like first day back sort of vibe. And Devin finds out that he is chosen as the senior prefect, mm-hmm. which it, these these prefects are chosen by the teachers they usually have the highest grades and they are top choices for college um and one of them usually colleges rather and one of them usually becomes valedictorian so it's a pretty big deal and he's like hella confused as to who chose him but he's thinking maybe his music teacher um but from what I gathered this is kind of like student council for them yes right like you kind of got that vibe too yeah so then we meet Chia Maka she's chosen as head prefect and it is 
and I think it actually said that she's the most popular girl in school <laughs> yes and it was quite quite predictable that it was going yeah. to be her and she's Blair she was... oh my gosh I, I know couldn't have imagined yeah which is such, like this character is Blair Waldorf 100 percent. yes <laughs> and at first I did not like her but as we get further along I'm starting to warm up to her a bit more yeah I agree but she is very manipulative. Yes, she is. Which I don't love. No. No, her and Jamie are, are... anyways. I think he was a little bit manipulative. Like, oh, he's yes. kind of manipulating her as well. I yeah. I find her manipulative with, like, just, like, how she, like, was treating Belle when it yeah. seemed like she was actually really sweet. Yeah. And, she, you know, I don't know. Just, like, weird stuff like that. Yes. And the way that they kind of, or she describes like how she'll do whatever she needs to do if that mm-hmm. means like running over other people to be literally top. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um and at the um ceremony like the first day of school assembly I guess um mm-hmm. there was a glitch on the projector and the ace of spades flashed on the screen which mm-hmm. is a bit of foreshadowing and... and they say it's a technical dif- difficulty I wrote down here Devin is Dan Humphrey <laughs> I'm getting a Dan Humphrey vibe from him yeah just like that character from the other side of the tracks yes this is true doesn't yeah, have all of true. the same privilege mm-hmm. although like we all know what happens with Dan but <laughs> yeah. Devin and Jack are kind of portrayed or written as the only other ones from that side of town right um and then I just wrote down here the senior snowflake charity ball is happening at the end of the month I feel like that's a perfect place for drama to brew so we Mm -hmm. should all just keep that in mind (laughs) yes and further on when they go to the first um student council meeting Mm -hmm. they also like everybody's concerned about what they're gonna wear and apparently it's tradition to pull a prank on people like right right so we should keep that senior snowflake ball which I also hated I'm like I would not be going to this fucking ball if they're like you're gonna show up and someone's gonna play a prank on you I'd be like no (laughs) then why am I going yeah right like if if I know it's gonna happen I'm not going because I don't know what they're gonna do to me exactly and what if what if something happens and you think it's the prank? Like, you're like, ah, that's funny. Jamie died. And then they're like, no, <laughs> this is real. And then be like, no, stop. No. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, my next note here is that uh, last year, a guy came out at junior prom. But so, yeah, Devin's jealous and he envies how the that boy wouldn't be mocked or their parents wouldn't stop loving them which really makes you wonder is Devin gay and you know like is he kind of struggling with that at home Mm -hmm. um and later on we do find out that he is very much struggling with that at home and that he is very much gay because then he gets into the music room and we meet Mr. Taylor and whatever but then we find out that Devin doesn't have a keyboard at home so he hasn't been able to practice all summer and he's happy to be back at school because there's a keyboard there Mm -hmm. but he would just hum his melodies and whatever in his head and write them down instead of being able to play Mm-hmm. that's so interesting yeah we go to 
Chiamaka's perspective and she kind of explaining about what it's like for her to be at mm-hmm. um, Nevius Academy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously important for her to be at the top. Maintain her status as queen. Yes. Um, she's put in the work. She looks the part. Um, she has the best grades and she needs to date the right people. Mm-hmm. And then in her eyes, um, you need to make everyone wish, essentially make everyone wish that they were you. Right. And wish that they had your life. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and it like, even says at one point, it's either kill or, kill be, or killed. be killed. Yes. Yeah. I read that <laughs> And she's already starting to feel like she's not really accepted by the new headmaster, which is maybe is making it it's in mm-hmm. the back of her mind. Like, well, he didn't seem like really mm-hmm. enthused by her. Whereas it sounded like she had a good rapport with the previous headmaster right aka I think that probably also means that she was able to manipulate him into being on her side and doing whatever for her right doesn't really have any friends though she hangs around with two girls named Ruby and Ava I know I hate that Ruby sucks so much in this book I'm like I'm just gonna change her name yeah and she views them more of like a transaction she only wants a close attractive circle of friends and that's right. the and role that those people two people fill right yeah so um ruby is caddy and she's a spoiled daughter of a senator so that kind of like gives you that there and then ava is nice and honest she's a blonde bombshell with a british accent mm-hmm. so and she does say like she thinks that she would actually be friends with her, but she can't like seem to trust anybody. Yeah. But then later on when it gets out that it was Ava spreading. It was Ava who spread that little allegedly, rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. According to Ruby, which then can you trust Ruby? Yeah, like who can you trust? I would yeah. never ever want to have could never. Could you imagine? Like yeah. you just like I don't even know what you do. You'd actually be so alone. Like, would it be worth it? I just wrote this down because it's another Gossip Girl thing. There's a girl named Molly who brings chi a latte. And I'm like, this is Jenny Humphrey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then we meet Jamie, Mm -hmm. who is her BFF, not her boyfriend. And they've been friends forever. But she very clearly wants him to be her boyfriend. More like than- she's already got their lives planned out together. We find out that Jamie is a trust fund kid and he's kind of just got it all ready and waiting for him on a silver platter. So exactly. He doesn't really need to great. work for much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and then we also find out that Chi is planning on going to Yale for pre-med um, and that she's just really hoping for this to be her year which is also a very similar thing to what Devin was thinking and wanting to so yeah obviously it's not gonna be no, obviously <laughs> so then we move on back to Devin's perspective I don't have a lot written here except for that he was applying to Juilliard and that he Devin has shown a picture of him making its rounds among the student body yeah and it's a picture of him and some guy making out yes and could you imagine if you weren't out yet, like how devastating something like this would be? Yeah. Yeah. Because it even said like he wasn't planning on coming out 
in high school. Yeah. And like, um, maybe not even ever because he's yes. so terrified of his mother disowning him Yes, yeah. because he's watched how his mother reacts to other people who have come out mm-hmm. and what's going to make it any different, you but, know, you'd yeah. hope, yeah. but probably yeah. not like, yeah. let's be honest. So, I mean, I wonder if he even ever would have, like, he just wanted to be invisible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very sad. She is um, explaining how it's hard for her even though her family is um, rich, um, but she is not a legacy kid. She mm-hmm. has an Italian family. Who, her parents are both doctors. That's why she's like saying that she's worked so hard for everything. It does sound like she has worked hard, but like it seems like blown out of proportion in my mind. Yeah, but- like she's got a movie theater, her own personal movie theater in her yeah. house. <laughs> that she got to design herself. Yeah, know. yeah um but in comparison yes it makes sense yes like like I feel like if you were considered like a legacy kid or whatever mm-hmm. you would instantly be popular people would want to be friends with you like yes. the or like I wrote down that they're super um their students with super po- powerful f- parents and generations of family members who have attended the school so mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. just like pedigree and yeah yeah kind of entitlement thing. just yeah. based on who you are it's crazy yes jamie and she need to talk privately mm-hmm. and what they call lolas right which is cute but also hella weird like their relationship is really weird it's bizarre and like she's kind of like alluding to her quote-unquote friends like he hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend yet like yeah I think it's gonna yeah. be today and that kind yeah. of thing which is like, no shit. Apparently they've been hooking up for like all summer. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't blame the girl. <laughs> so, and then everybody gets a text message and it get, goes, hello, Nevius. Hi, it's me. Who am I? That's not important. All you need to know is that I'm here to divide and conquer like all great tyrants do. Aces. XO, XO, Gossip Girl. <laughs> so then we find out that Gossip Girl is Aces. Yeah. So their Aces is Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. And then the picture was, we find out, of Devin and Scotty yes. kissing. Yes. And Scotty is actually Chi's ex boyfriend. Yes. And then we also find out that Chia Maka is also Black, which was kind yes. of confusing we didn't quite know until now yes okay I had written that down too because like um Devin had described her as like completely different from her like the opposite everyone at the school is blonde with blue eyes and that kind of thing and I'm like thinking well then obviously she if she's completely different from him yeah but yeah he's meaning more in like a personality trait wise right totally and but I mean like I feel like at the beginning it was almost even alluded that Devin was the only black guy at the school so it Mm. is and then when when the book is from Chiamaka's perspective she says that it's only her and Devin yes so it's like it's like Devin like you said like it's like he doesn't even have her on his radar Mm. like Mm. in that way He's just seeing her. He's it's almost like he's seeing dollar signs instead, right? Like people who have money and people who don't sort of exactly people have popularity and people who don't. 
she thinks that she has Jamie right where he wants him because they, like you had said, have been hooking up all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, he think, She thinks that he asked her to Lola's because he's going to ask her out finally like ready yes she's like convinced yeah but then he sits her down builds it up and then finds out that the one is bell robinson (laughs) yeah but it's this is another thing that she didn't know anything about right when everybody else knew yes it's like she was like was cut off from everyone from for the summer yeah like something mm-hmm. ha- something is happening yes right sure. like this is a weird thing for her to not know that but also like jamie mustn't have said anything because like well he's getting both why would he so, why yeah would you? <laughs> he's getting his cake and eating it too yes oh yeah so she's like really bummed and super heartbroken and then she has that flashback to when they were I think it was after a party or something and it was essentially um a hit and run with Jamie Jamie hit a girl when he was driving in the street um blonde hair blood everywhere it kind of sounds like she just really froze and wasn't sure how to like deal with the situation even though she knew logically in her head what to do but she couldn't like figure it out yeah. And Jamie was like, fuck, my dad can't know. Fuck, my dad can't know. Like, that's all he's stressing out about. Mm-hmm. So um, he drives away. So it's a, it was a hit and run. And yeah. she, like, sounds like she was really affected and has really been struggling with it. Yeah. Um, like, she dreams about it and she thinks that she's a monster. And it sounds like she has recurring g- dreams about it. But every time she's tried to bring it up with Jamie, he's gaslighting her like a hundred percent because right now, like he doesn't even acknowledge, like he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like won't even acknowledge that it happened. So and, and he doesn't talk to her after. She, yeah. Like if she brings it up, then he won't talk to her. For, like, then he won't talk to her. Yeah. So he punishes her. Yeah. Right. So that she knows, oh, I can't do that or else he won't talk to me. It's, that's so messed up. Yeah, it is. I just that their relationship is so... It's toxic. It's toxic. It's awful. And yeah, uh, they are not meant for each other. No, 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 no. (laughs) Now pretty much everybody knows that Devin is Mm -hmm. gay. Mm -hmm. um, And he's worrying about like his mom is going to see this picture. People Mm -hmm. in his neighborhood are going to see this picture and not be um, approving of him or be disappointed by him. Um, And now his only friend jack is not talking to him as well yeah or at least like distancing distancing himself yeah um so he's pretty paranoid it sounds like obviously he lives in a pretty rough neighborhood Mm -hmm. um and it sounds like he was bullied quite a bit in school for being gay or presenting as gay um and he was right because when he was in middle middle school they had to switch schools right Yes, yeah, yes. so something was, I don't know if he was presenting as gay, maybe just like weak, like they just yes. thought he was weak. They called him like fairy boy and stuff like Oh, that. did they? Well, yeah. then maybe, yeah. He's convinced that it's Scotty who's yeah. leaked the photos. Yeah. And he needs yeah. to know why. So yeah. he uh, hunts him down. Yes. So it sounds like it was, they had a relationship together, which was very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like their relationship was fairly long too. Yes. Even. Um, it sounded he, like at least a year, right? Yes. That's what I got from it. 
Yeah. Um, he cheated on Devin. He like can't be trusted. He cheated on his SATs. Like it just sounds like he's like a no good kind of like a not an honest person. Yeah. Plus he wasn't Scotty wasn't out yet then either, which is what he was kind of using as his um reason to not like have a public relationship, I yeah. guess, or whatever. And I think that Devin's just so badly wanted the relationship and Scotty that he just like went with it. But maybe not. Maybe a part of him was okay with it being a secret too because he's he's so worried about his mom and his neighborhood and stuff, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, publicly, Scotty is dating Chiamaka. Yes. <laughs> so. Which we find out a little bit later was completely like a front. Yeah, like a transaction. Exactly. And they were both using each other or whatever. Yes. But it's yes. just, it's it's interesting because it's making people their gossip twist and turn right because it's yeah. like oh my god yeah. he, it's yeah. cheating everybody's cheating mm-hmm. and yeah. also scotty is like a rich kid so yeah. he's entitled and mm-hmm. etc etc yeah <laughs> devin confronts scotty and it essentially just goes super poorly <laughs> yes. like nothing really comes from it scotty's like no it wasn't me devin's like what the fuck man and it's just like really awkward mm-hmm And then I also wrote, like, it sounds like with Scotty, it was worse than just, like, cheating on him. Like, there was other factors going into that. Like, I'm not sure if maybe we'll find out a little bit more. Right. I think the video was kind of hinted as, like, maybe there wasn't consent for that. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be very violating. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does, you're right, there does seem to be, like, something else that was terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, worse than what we've already heard, so. The Aces are saying that Chiamaka was rejected by Jamie. Mm -hmm. She's going to try, it seems like she's going to get ahead of this by, like, saying that that's not true. Yeah, she's yeah. got to get. She her just way. wants to like um, control the narrative. Like exactly. she's like, it's fine, it's all good. I'm just gonna make a scene, telling everybody that everybody's stupid and it's all gonna be good. Yeah, I don't know. Their relationship is so strange because then he like comes up to her at the end of the day, even after she was like, "I thought you were gonna tell me that you liked me," and Jamie's yeah. like, "No, you're like a sister to me." But like, yeah, like, that's gross. Yeah, Especially that's some innocence shit right there. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Lee. <laughs> um, and they go to their candy. They go to they have. It seems like they have a lot of rituals together. I know, which is like they're they're seventeen or eighteen at this point, and they're yeah. still doing this. Like it just seems so mm-hmm. weird. Like it's yeah. a really weird friendship. Yes, it is. So it sounds like once a week they go to a candy shop. I think it's once, I think it's once a month because oh, Jamie is diabetic. diagnosed as diabetic and this yes. is his like treat time treat. or whatever. Yes. So they head to the candy shop, which I mean, if they've gone there for like ever or at least a few months, I know, I know, no, it does sound like they've gone there forever. So it is confusing as to how this even happened. Like, yeah. Because it did sound like there was a lot of profiling happening. And it's like, yeah. don't you know the person working there? Exactly. Like, that was my thought. Because yeah. she, it sounded like she was profiled. Yeah. Like, he says, you stole licorice. Yes. She says, no. He's like, empty your pockets. And there's a piece of licorice. Yeah. And he's and, pissed. Yes. <laughs> over a piece of licorice. 
Which is like, how much do you think? Like five cents? Like what yeah. kind of licorice are we talking about here? Exactly. Like what is this premium $100 licorice <laughs> that you're talking about? Like nasty. Cause he was going to call the police or whatever. Like, and then, and then Jamie was like, just keep, keep the change from the 20. And the guy's like, okay, no police. Like what in the shit? Yeah. The guy's like, anyways, over $20. It's kind of messed up and I feel yeah. bad for she being profiled yes a hundred percent um but then it's kind of strange like the interaction between the two of them after yeah like she like, feels I, like I didn't do it I it wasn't me I can buy my own like I don't yeah. need to steal it like she's trying yeah. to explain to Jamie what actually happened um and then it just seems like he doesn't really trust her or is receptive to that yeah and, and she's picking up on that vibe though too like she's like why isn't he yeah like why isn't he on my side essentially because he was kind of just like oh yeah whatever like it was in your pocket and she's like what no like but it was weird because I'm pretty sure the like shop attendant was showing like a video of her doing it which is confusing yeah like I don't know how someone would have put it in her pocket I don't know it was, I don't know that part not sure about it mm-hmm. and he's like then he ends up like walking ahead of her and like they've kind of like went their separate ways almost like mm. it's a bit strange <gasps> do you think that Jamie planted the licorice in her pocket maybe he's working with the aces maybe he's part of the aces I don't know maybe he is aces who knows <sighs> but why would he want to bring her down I don't know I don't know. Maybe it's an easy way to get rid of her. I don't know why. Oh, because she was, because she was there when he did the hit and run. Is that what you mean? Mm. Like she's got to go. Yeah. Maybe she's just got to go like from the school, like near the end, we find out that they think they're going to be expelled essentially. Yeah. Cause shit just hits the fan real quick. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. So So then we meet Andre. Andre. Devin's boyfriend. Right. Current boyfriend yes yeah he's in a gang it sounds like he's like the head drug dealer there's still a boss over him but like he's pretty high up and the gang Devin and Dre are in love yes which Uh, is kind of cute yeah Devin went over there about the photo but Dre already knows about it Mm -hmm. um and he also got the anonymous text right so now Devin is really worried that people outside of the school are getting texts. Right. Because he doesn't want anyone in his neighborhood or his mom to know. Um, know. Andre's like, no, nah, man, no one's talking about it. But Devin's like, not really entirely convinced. The only stipulation that Andre really gives Devin is that his boss can't find out. Right. About this. Right. So then everybody gets another text from the aces. Yeah. And it's exposing Chi for stealing. Right. Which didn't really happen. I don't think that she stole anything. I believe her. Yeah. No, I do too. (laughs) So stupid. This is another one of those books where so much seems to happen and I don't like write it all down because I'm like, this isn't important. And then you're like, I don't know, is it? So I feel like a lot of my notes are scattered because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the flow yet. So I'm like, is that important? Like, is that little tidbit going to come back? 
Yeah, exactly. So, but you don't want to write everything down and have like 17 pages of notes. So then my next notes are that she's being blamed for not having locked up the science materials and some of the science materials have been stolen um, because she's like head science woman or something. I don't remember. Science rep. Yeah. And so essentially she ends up having to give up the science key lab. I feel like this is like a slow demise. Like these are small things, but again, it's like, um, chipping away at her ego right like she's like I didn't do this but people aren't believing her nobody believes her yeah yeah which sucks and then I guess Jamie and she have like a Marvel movie marathon night they do every I don't know this is like another weird thing like whatever so then she decides to invite Belle over to that because she wasn't going to and then she was like I'm gonna make Jamie love me and so she still thinks she's got a chance. She's also oh. about like why the ace, what the, why the aces, what the aces have on her, like what yeah. they have. Like yeah, she's really yeah. starting to be worried about like it's not just a one time thing, right? Um, they talked about her stealing, um, and then also when she is called out essentially in front of the whole class, that stupid Jeremy kid is like yeah whatever we can't trust her kind of thing right yeah it sucks it sucks it does sound a lot like someone's deliberately trying to take her down and they're using her race as part of that yeah and that's pretty gross so then we kind of find out that the aces don't text who the gossip is about Mm -hmm. so they're always kind of left wondering and it kind of brings into that psychological aspect to it um they're always worrying about like when a phone goes off and there's Mm -hmm. is that about me Mm -hmm. Um, that would be fucking awful yes could you imagine every time your phone goes off or someone else's phone goes off you're just like worried yeah (laughs) because I already think that all the time yeah I know right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're definitely talking about me. Um, the way we find this out is that Jack tells him that his sex tape is what was leaked mm-hmm. by the aces. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. So now Devin is very convinced that it's Scotty. Yeah. Because both him and she dumped him. So right. it's like that's their only connection to each other. Yeah. And he thinks figuring right now like yeah he's the only common factor yeah and he thinks that scotty's the only one who had access to that video as well so he's like it's 100 percent scotty so he confronts him again yeah he finds out again scotty is not aces but she's determined to find out who aces is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah she like starts a note with a list of names of people who she thinks hates her Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing really from that movie night that I think is worth noting is that she found 1717 written on a piece of paper that she knows is Jamie's. So, yeah, I just um, feel like that's going to come back around somehow. Oh, I think so, too. Um, so both Devin and she are on edge. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Who wouldn't be. So the next the next Aces text is about Jack. Yes. And it's saying that he deals drugs. 
Yeah. And so then we find out, like you said earlier, that his mom died from drugs. So Devin thinks that this can't be true. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, this isn't true at all. And like you said, Devin's dad is also in prison. So he's like, what the, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Devin confronts Jack. Yeah. And Jack essentially says like, maybe you don't know me as well as you think you do. And then it sort of sounds like Devin into a tailspin about not knowing what he thought he knew Mm -hmm. which is like it is kind of a shitty Mm -hmm. like when you start reflecting on that on yourself and everything else and it's like everything's falling apart oh my god I'm spiraling for sure Belle is starting to like defend Chiamaka yeah which is I thought was strange but maybe she's just a nice person and we're not used to having a nice person in this yeah 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 Um, so she's having a really hard time about the accident mm-hmm. and she even went out the next day it sounded like or the weeks following the accident mm-hmm. and she's been like searching for the girl yeah and she or like she- proof that it happened yes and the tree was still damaged so she knew that it had happened yeah but there was like no indication there wasn't even like a piece of tail light or anything like there was no mm-hmm. evidence mm-hmm there that anything had happened which like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jamie probably just hired somebody who went and cleaned it up that's my (laughs) assumption too that's what I was thinking she's having a hard time and so she ends up going and kind of hides in the bathroom and Belle comes and finds her and picks the lock on the bathroom door which is making me think yeah that was kind of interesting weird going on she could have picked the lock of the science lab exactly um the only other thing that I wanted to say about the part with Chiamaka was that she has a flashback to when she's at Jamie's party with Scotty as her fake boyfriend um and and Jamie had told her to meet her in his room and she went and and he wasn't there and whatever and so she ended up in this like spare bedroom but my vibe from that was that it sounds like she may have been drugged and that somebody assaulted her and which is real because she was she was saying that she was like so tired and like so drunk and like didn't know why and whatever and that's a hundred percent date rape <laughs> yeah and the um during that I don't know if it was at that exact part but there was a part when they were in the science class and her and Jamie were talking but she was also trying to listen to the teacher and he was explaining how like different drug interactions and alcohol like and then he right like different interactions between compounds Mm -hmm. or whatever and then he gave the example of like sleeping pills and Mm -hmm. alcohol Mm -hmm. I was like is that foreshadowing Mm -hmm. or something maybe yeah totally totally Um, so yeah strange memory Scotty's being and Scotty's kind of like texting her about like kind of cryptically about it too those yeah remember what you did at the party kind of but it's also like he's like I almost got the vibe that he she is like so freaked out that she's just worried about everything and he's so like self-consumed that he doesn't even realize that he's being like that like that was kind of the vibe that I got I, the vibe I get from him is that he wants to be, um, it's like somebody comes with to him with a concern and he just wants to play maybe like 
devil's advocate or pe- make people can like worry even more. So he's just like, has that right. smile. And he's like, well, I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah. It's, do you remember anything else about that night? Yeah. Yeah. After that new aces text and Dre have to break up, which is kind of sad. I was kind of sad about that. It was, I was sad about that as well. Like, cause they do like love each other. Yeah. They were in love. Mm-hmm. So um, then they did. Dre breaks up with Devin and he leaves. And then I don't know like why this happened, but the boys in Devin's neighborhood just like beat the shit out of him. I'm guessing because they probably knew that he was with Dre and now he's not. So they're like, we can do whatever the fuck we want to you now or whatever. True, yeah. I don't know. And then Devin wakes up at someone's house and we find out that it's a boy named Terrell um, who brought him back to his own place after he witnessed, or I guess he didn't witness the beating, but he saw like after or whatever. Um, And then Devin knows him from middle school and Terrell tells Devin that they kissed at some point, Mm -hmm. but Devin can't remember it. So he's like, what? This is weird. You'd think I would remember that. Yeah. Um, That was a strange. And then that was, yeah, it, it is, it is. And then we find out that Devin actually is, I think, selling drugs um, to help his mom out financially because he gives her that mm-hmm. big old stack of, plus he was dating Dre. So like that all adds up. Exactly. And his mom is like, where'd you get this money from? And she, he's, yeah, you he don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. And the same as when he showed up with um, like a bruised face and everything, she didn't ask. She just like, tried to help. Let yeah. That's nice. Yeah. She slept in and she has to go to school with her natural hair, which makes her feel really uncomfortable um, on top of yeah. like her already feeling paranoid about like people talking about her behind her back. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is something else that people are going to be looking at her about. Um, and- yeah, she's feeling really self-conscious right now. Yeah. But like struggling so hard to not show it. Exactly. And that was, I think I didn't write down the direct quote, but that was the, one of the things she was like, bitches smell fear or something like that. Yeah. There's another aces blast about Devin and his drug dealer. Yeah. And then there's another blast about Chi and Jamie having had sex that, that past summer. Yes. Belle is like hella pissed. Mm -hmm. And she tells Chi that her friendship with Jamie is over yeah um and that was pretty dramatic but also it's obvious that jamie was lying to her to bell this summer right like right they face with her yes 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 because they would have been together in the summer Mm -hmm. so like she's rightly pissed of course yeah 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 and then she my favorite was when she's like no more lolas i'm like yeah you probably should have said that like friggin forever ago probably should have because that's awkward yeah this was a quite public confrontation between mm-hmm. bell and um chi so then somebody makes a comment a freshman makes a comment and she oh yeah her in the face <laughs> which is like get it yeah i mean like stop talking yeah <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> So she has to go to the headmaster and she gets a warning because she doesn't have any prior offenses. Yeah. Yeah. And she also, she adds Jamie to her list of possible aces. Yes. Because he wants to distance himself from her, Mm -hmm. which is like, good. I'm happy. She doesn't have like 
blinders on or something. Mm-hmm. And Devin is back in the neighborhood. He is spots Jack hanging out with the gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he realizes that he thinks that he was the only one who got that text about Jack. He realizes it's kind of being targeted. Like it's being yeah. targeted to specific people exactly. to manipulate exactly. people. Yeah. Exactly. Like someone is orchestrating this. Mm-hmm. And then he's still like having a hard time with this Terrell guy. And me too, though. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm like, I want to know what what's up here with this. Yeah, because he can't remember even meeting this guy, let alone kissing him. Yes. And I wrote down, this seems weird. Yes, it does. He seems so familiar, but at the same time, like, so, like, he's making him sound like he's, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it would be a really good, like, this Terrell guy, depending on what his, his motive is, he obviously knows that Devin is, like, down and out and very vulnerable. So if this trial guy is in any way linked with the aces he probably realizes that he can get in there and because if he's going to also kind of pursue a romantic relationship with him he must know that him and dre just broke up so it's like Devin's super vulnerable and this trial guy is just going to take advantage of that yeah and like terrell or sorry Devin even says like he's the reason why he's smart is because he has a good memory yeah yeah and he's like I can't remember this so like him not being able to place somebody is really strange yeah super strange so Devin goes over to Terrell's house Mm -hmm. and because he's feeling really lonely yeah he is because he saw Jack like hanging out with his old friends and not acknowledging him and he's just Mm -hmm. feeling super lonely Devin's kind of like not really sure he's trying they're like asking kind of or sorry Terrell's kind of asking a bit of strange questions I started getting worried like he's like oh what's your music like I'd love to listen to your song and I'm like oh no something's like he's gonna like steal it or yeah 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 I'm gonna get into Juilliard or something yeah oh man Um, yeah she is waiting for him at his locker yeah so then they make contact finally right because she after she punch that or hit slap that girl or whatever she told the new headmaster ward what was going on and she's like he's gonna get to the bottom of this yeah and devin's like i roll not likely yeah <laughs> doubt it yeah. and then he finds a usb in his dun, 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 usb yeah with a little cryptic note that says everything is on here and then- so he goes to the library which i was like this is so silly but i guess he wouldn't have his own personal computer if he doesn't have a keyboard that's right yeah Yeah. because I'm like why would you do that but then and then probably like the suspense like it's all when he opens it up it's all stuff about Chiamaka Mm -hmm. and he just sees like the titles like it's all individual files and one of them says murderer but he but Devin doesn't open up that file for fear of being implicated which is like smart but also like should have read it yeah it's like he seemed like he didn't go really through it at all like he yeah up one file and then stopped looking at it and then yeah wanna, like get caught like you said implicated yeah um but I would have been like at least look at a few oh my god I would have looked at them all <laughs> I love I'm not like I'm not like a super gossipy person but like I also kind of am like I wouldn't spread it but I'd want to know it <laughs> I just like to know everything. Yeah. yeah. 
you know mm-hmm. i just like to know it and then maybe tell you <laughs> give me the deets give me the deets spill the tea so yeah so so then she has told headmaster ward about what is happening and he holds um Devin and her back after their prefect meeting so she's like good this is happening like things are in motion and instead headmaster ward accuses them both of doing this to each other and revokes their privileges and gives them both after school detention yes yes and Devin was like only for like a few weeks and then he gets to be a prefect again but she is like fully revoked yeah she's in trouble yeah Uh, and then they both sort of feel like maybe they're being set up and someone is trying to get them expelled yeah dun 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 Devin's also kind of like wondering if the motive motive is about him and she being black right yeah which I mean kind of looks that way it does for sure right now anyway Devin finds out that she also got a um usb Mm -hmm. and it was all stuff about him Mm -hmm. and then when they go to look both usb keys have been erased Mm -hmm. like a like a automatic self what is it self-destruct self-destruct inspector gadget inspector gadget this message will self-destruct in 10 seconds headmaster ward is suspect (laughs) he is sus faux show jamie obviously yeah Jamie and then I was like weirded out that Belle knew how to pick locks maybe Jamie's like using her to do things for him okay okay Jamie is definitely acting pretty weird yeah and also like maybe Belle and Jamie weren't dating all summer and that's why she didn't know but they've told everybody to say that they were Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right to like drive a wedge yeah I don't know that maybe not though maybe not who is this Terrell guy yeah what's up with him yeah is he part of it is it a group of people right that are like working together for their demise yeah like but like what would someone else's motive be like Jamie has motive we know that yeah headmaster ward who knows? Maybe he's just racist. True. Like, true. and so he doesn't like these two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrell could just be jealous. I'm currently feeling kind of sad for, well, like super sad for Devin. Yes. And kind of sad for Chi, I guess, because yes. she's being accused of shit that she's actually not doing, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to find out if there's more to the hit and run story as well. Like that's what it was. That's what I was thinking. Is the woman, uh huh, or is the girl that they hit, mm-hmm. like actually at their school, or maybe like she's like trying atheist. to get revenge? Yeah, or like, um, is Jamie going to use her to do something, or like, like where did she go? Right. And like, could that girl be Belle? No. Could it? That's what, or there was another woman who was, what was that weird conversation between her and Scotty where she was like, you're a bad fake boyfriend. 
and he's like you're a bad fake girlfriend kind of thing yeah he's like I have something to tell you about something and then he's like that girl's blonde or whatever right and she's like that's not about me I don't have blonde hair right he was kind of just wasted and like totally didn't go anywhere yeah yeah so then I'm like who is this is that fake blonde woman yeah and what was that little tidbit you were gonna tell yeah Scotty yeah so we've got some players Mm -hmm. next week we're reading chapters 16 to 27 which I think might be one of our bigger chunks but it's all of part two I feel like we're rusty like we feel like it too like we're out of out of it because we didn't do it last week sorry Sorry, everybody we're a bit rusty okay okay see you next week see you next week bye bye Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.